0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. Appreciate you tuning into the show today. If you tuned in yesterday to the SB Nation NFL show's promo, they were talking about should Seattle pay Jamal Adams. I'm just going to assume the answer to that question is yes. They probably spent eight minutes saying yes. And actually, yes, I did listen to it. And uh, if you haven't yet, check it out. You can go back and listen to what a 49ers fan has his clouded judgment of just his hatred for the Seahawks thinks of Jamal Adams and whether or not he deserves to be paid among the NFL's top safeties. I think we're going to see that deal get done based on what Pete had to say at minicamp this week. But we are going to get there because this week the Seahawks began minicamp with most players reporting. Quandre Diggs, Pete Carroll, and Will Disley spoke to the media on Monday. Quandre Diggs was up first, and he began his press conference by discussing the significance of Juneteenth, which coming up on Saturday is now a newly recognized federal holiday.
1: I mean, I think it's, it's really important. I mean, I definitely think it should be a national holiday. You know what I mean? Um, I think as as a nation, I mean, we got to we gotta tell the truth. You know what I mean? I think um, for us, especially down south, you know what I mean? That was a big time for us as— black black people so um i've always i mean i've always celebrated it's my mom and my brother's birthday um but we always had big parades in my hometown and i mean they always kind of gave it the attention they deserve so for me you know i mean it's been really special and it's kind of cool you know i mean that people are finally getting on the wave and understanding like what it really means to us as black people so um i really think it should be a national holiday and I mean, tell the truth, let people know, you know what I mean? That's when we were really freed, and that's when we were really able, you know what I mean, to have the rights that other people had. So
0: um, I definitely think um, it's very important. Diggs was also asked about and commented on his vaccination status.
1: That's my business. You know what I mean? I don't don't go around asking people did they get the vaccine or did they not get the vaccine. I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not for the world to know. The world knows all my contracts and stuff like that, so... um, Hopefully I keep some secret about my life, but I mean, that's that I think that's just
0: me and my family and my team decisions. And moving on to football, Diggs spoke about how grateful he is to be entering his 7th season. Me,
1: I was round 6 pick 200, you know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to be a pro bowler. I mean, I wasn't supposed to be going on year 7 in the league. Um, you know what I mean? I wasn't supposed to be starting for the Seattle Seahawks knowing that the history of the defensive back room here, you know what I mean? So for me, it's different than a lot of guys you know what i mean like my brother was the 5th pick and i was picked 200 so for me it's a milestone in my own right you know what i mean so i'm a, i'm a always throw that out there you know what i mean i'm always going to throw out stuff like that but i mean it's an accomplishment and i'm blessed you know what i mean but i want even more so um for me i think it's always just like i want to work and i want to get to be the best player i can be and going into year 7 i'm in my prime so uh i just want to be the best player i can be and i want this to be my best year yeah
0: during these 7 years Diggs has developed a unique leadership style I think my teammates
1: can contest to this. is I'm probably like the jokester leader you know what I mean like I'm a cap of joke like somebody get burned I'm a try to teach him but I'm like you got you got toasted right there I'm gonna let you know you know what I mean but um it's all in love and I mean as you get to know me you know like it ain't no it's not really seriousness behind it I'm not trying to embarrass you I'm just trying to get my point across in the way that I think is the best way uh for me to get it across
0: of course, another important defensive leader in Jamal Adams, he was absent. I talked about him at the top of the show, and Diggs spoke at length about Adams' situation, clarifying that it was not necessarily a financial motive, which was keeping him out of minicamp.
1: How y'all know is a business aspect to it. I mean, you know what I mean? We don't know what's going on. I mean... I do but how do you guys know you know what I mean so I mean just let I feel like we should just got to let everything play out you know what I mean everybody's situation is different his situation is different than mine and my situation different than his and it's so on down the road you know what I mean so um just let it play out and I mean like I said I support my brother I mean he's gonna be he's gonna be I mean every year he's top top two top three safeties in the league so for him, I know he's putting in that work, and um, we talk. Like I said, we talk every day. Everything can be smooth.
0: Diggs indicated that he can't guarantee Adams will be at training camp either.
1: I mean, I can't speak for another man. I mean, you know I mean? You guys will see when training camp get here. How y'all know I'm going to be here for training camp? You don't know. You know what I mean? You don't know if Pete going to be here for training camp? We all might not come the first day. What about that?
0: So maybe a little tongue-in-cheek there, but we will see what comes of it. Pete Carroll spoke more about Adams. And clarified the reason for his absence. Yeah, he's got a family thing that he's working on that he needed to be there. He was also asked if there was anything he could say about the status of the contract talks with Adams.
2: Not really. It, it really, it's been ongoing and and uh, it's been amicable throughout. Um, you know, we we recognize that he's a fantastic football player, and 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 we're in the midst of a you know it's a big contract um, process, um, but he's been. I know he knows he's been treated with a lot of respect and, and he's been very respectful towards the club as well. Uh, been, they've been good talks and, and, uh, just hasn't been able to get settled at this point, but, um, it's coming. We expect, we expect him for camp and everything should be fine.
0: Coach went on to clarify that he didn't mean to imply that the deal would be done by training camp and added that Adam's injuries would have kept him out of full practice, even if he was in attendance.
2: I don't think he'd be working out here right now. Um, Fingers are on on the men. It takes a long time for those to be right, and we'd be very careful there. And then his shoulders. So we we would be very careful with him at this time. So he he would be involved, but he wouldn't be, he'd be in the walkthrough kind of stuff, but he couldn't get the, the full speed work yet.
0: Aside from Adams, another player on the Seahawks looking for a new contract is left tackle Dwayne Brown.
2: We're helping Dwayne get through a great off-season. He's doing terrific right now. We're just going to keep cruising on through it and make sure that he's at his very best. Uh, we're always talking about the business stuff, so that's always something that's topical because uh, he is in his last year coming up. But um, everything's going great, and he's had a great off-season so far. It's
0: better than it was last year. He's ahead of, ahead of schedule, so he's in good shape. Speaking about other absences from practice, Carol explained that Chris Carson was excused due to the birth of his child and that D. Eskridge and Rashad Penny were sitting out due to toe and knee issues, respectively. Carroll elaborated more on Penny's condition, noting that he had minor surgery to clean up his knee recently.
2: Every year is important, and this one is for him for sure, you know as much time as he missed last year. you know sometimes you know a need and he had a serious knee uh, injury um, it just takes a whole nother year to get back and uh so just the, the cleanup stuff and what he's what what he's ready to take on right now he he can run full speed. we just want to make sure that his strength is balanced out in his quads and and so there's no reason for us to take it you know take a chance right now where he you know he gets in a bad situation so uh his attitude is great. His mentality is great, and and yeah, it is it, for every guy. Every year is, is ridiculously important to us, and, and of, of value and all of that, and and certainly it is for Rashad.
0: In other health news, Carol also spoke at length about the team's vaccination status.
2: We're kind of right in the pack of, of the, the teams. You know, we're, we're a couple numbers away from being in the top echelon of of having the you know as many guys as anybody in the league. So we're in pretty good shape right now. With there's a couple of crucial weeks coming up. Um, the next two weeks, uh, like maybe I think it's two weeks from Friday. From, uh, two weeks from Friday, I believe it is, will be the, kind of the time to hit your. If you're going to be a two-shot routine guy, then you got to start the process. If you're going to make it by camp, and our guys are, are, are aware of that. Um, there are a lot of guys that you know that, that haven't been vaccinated that just want to wait as long as they can to get all the information that they can, which they deserve to do. Um, it it does feel um, it feels much more open now than it did last year. We feel that guys are just more comfortable with so many guys being vaccinated and all the staff being vaccinated and all of that. Um, you can see, it's like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and uh, it's a good feeling. Um, we're just trying to pull our guys along with us as many as we can to make it as safe as possible. And uh, the, the situation that guys face is that if, a guy who is not vaccinated gets exposed to somebody, you know, and whether they get it or not, but if they get exposed, they're going to get quarantined. And so, uh, whereas a guy who is vaccinated that gets exposed is not. So an unvaccinated player could lose playtime and could, could lose access to the team, you know? And so that's an issue that they have to deal with as, as, you know, as they make their final choices here on how they handle it. Um, it, there'll be some restrictions uh, that, that, you know, there'll be few restrictions for the guys that are vaccinated when we travel, uh, meeting uh, people on the road, um, freedom here around the building to, you know, the access to the minimal amount of testing that you have to do and all of that. Um, so, you know, there's reasons going, uh, that are real positive. If, if It's a good feeling for the guys that are vaccinated. They know that they're, they're just about feeling like it's normal. And, uh, but we still have some aspects of, you know, where we have to stay apart and we got to wear masks and things like that, which everybody seems to be really in tune with. It's not a problem. So, so I'm just hoping that we can get the majority of our guys done just so that they'll be safe. And, and uh, but it's an individual choice that people have to make.
0: After the break, we'll hear more from Pete Carroll about the status of other players involved in minicamp, as well as a few comments from Seahawks tight end, Will Disley. That's up next. Thursday this week marked the final day of Seahawks minicamp, but we are going back to earlier in the week to look at the day one interviews with Pete Carroll and some of the other players. Coach Carroll commented on a number of rookies who were present at minicamp.
2: The focus of work that these guys have received—I mean, I mean—if you try to, you can't. There's not even any comparison to where our rookie rookie class was last year. They had none. Our guys, because of the numbers that in, that were available to us, these guys got quality work, and they are—they are up with our football. They're way beyond where they've ever been before. They've had just so much, so many turns, and they've been great at—you at, know—taking advantage of the opportunity. So right now, that we're we're giving more work to the older guys. And then the the, added, the additional work we give to the young guys afterwards is to keep them fresh with their stuff, but they've, they've made uh, great progress. And so this is by far the best prepared rookie group we've had because they've just had more attention and focus. And, you know, they've, they've been the whole deal uh, for a good part of this off season. So, Credit to them, and it'll give them a great chance in, in terms of competing. Um, in terms of special guys, I, I'm, I've been really impressed with uh, Stone Forsythe. Um, his work that he's done uh, to get caught up and, and, uh, and to bring it. He had a great experience in, in college. Played three years at Florida in a great you know, level of competition, and, and has been a you know a starting left tackle against a lot of really good players, and it shows. And his uh, focus, attention to detail, is on it. The early work that we saw with uh, with Dwayne Eskridge before his toe got banged up, uh, um, they really kind of flared up, um, he looks totally legit to be a competitive aspect of this team. There's, I don't have any question. His strength in his uh, in, in his hands, his, his catching range, his explosiveness is really fast, um, and he, he had no trouble with any of the, the, the transitional stuff. They did not run a um, as sophisticated a, a passing game as we have here. And so we didn't see stuff, but it, was, it wasn't because he couldn't run them. They just didn't ask their guys to run the stuff. He can do everything. So um, I'm really excited to see him go. His, his mentality has been strong. Um, so, you know, that that's a real positive. And, and then really, Trey has done a nice job too. Um, Picked things up, looks the part, um, has been real serious about the competitive part, of th- every aspect of it. Um, now uh, Johnny Radigan's done a nice job too. Kid came, came from from Army. He's done a nice job you know, calling the shots for the young guys, and and uh, as a Mike linebacker, and has been impressive so far. And his ability to handle stuff, he's obviously got great leadership qualities about him, and and uh, really smart kid. So, so it's a good, a really good group. I mean, those are some of the
0: guys. He also commented on former first round defensive tackle and former Arizona Cardinal Robert Candice.
2: Uh He's got a really good spirit about him. Um, he's he, he's uh, upbeat active. He's uh, explosive and, and uh, uh, has really good quickness. He's over 300 pounds he's, and he moves really well. He's going to be a real competitive part of this this group. And, and uh, he's a little different than some of the other guys. And so um, we see some flexibility where we can play him and, and move him around. And I, I'm hoping for his sake, because he has been out of football for a bit. I'm hoping for his sake that, you know, he everything just keeps moving along because he is applying himself. His mentality is, is like, uh, like he he's has a second chance on, on his football life, and, and he's, he knows that, which is really important, you know, and, and he's trying to seize every opportunity. And, and uh, you know, he, he's, he's been a real, a real, not a surprise as much as just we're really, you know, happy to have him as, as part of this thing. We think he's going to be a factor.
0: Another defender, Marquise Blair, is working his way through recovering from injury, and here's what Coach Carroll had to say about the former second-round pick.
2: I think he's going to be a great addition. Um, Just everything that we've seen from, from Keith has just been, he's tough. He's smart. He's fast. He's flexible and and that he can do a lot of things. Uh, We're really excited to have him back out. He's, you know, I don't think he's a hundred percent yet. Just in, in, in terms of the, the whole comeback, but he's plenty good enough to be practicing and working and, uh, he should really be able to make a difference. So I, we, what we saw of him from last year's camp, we were really fired up about his his addition. It was going to play a ton, and uh, so uh, just he's he's more he's, he's stronger now than he was a year ago at this time. More physically fit in general. Um, really, really a, a high bar that we're shooting for with him, and really expecting him to be a big factor.
0: Will Disley, who has had his fair share of leg injuries during his career, finally had a healthy offseason in 2021. Here's what Pete had to say about the former Husky.
2: He's stronger, he's quicker. Um, he's, you know, the difference between that is just night and day you know, from the years past, where he was just barely getting back, just barely getting into camp, ready for the camp mode. He is in full swing right now and looks great, man. I know he's really, he's really upbeat, really excited about that because he feels so much better than he did in the last couple of years. I
0: mean, really, he's been in rehab for over two years. And before we hear from Uncle Will himself, Here's the moment that you may have seen photographed where Russell Wilson and John Schneider crashed Pete Carroll's press conference. What's up? Just letting everybody know we're still friends, you know? Hey, hey, hey. hey. Just messing with me you. Go. Get out of here.
2: You had your press conference.
0: <laughs> and closing out this episode with some comments from Uncle Will Disley. He spoke about the significance of having a healthy offseason in a career so far where he struggled with injury issues.
3: I mean, it's night and day. We were just talking with my strength coach here, uh, Danny Van Dyke, about, you know, I just hopped on a jump rope and was able to do single leg jump rope, you know, for the first time and, you know, started doing in a long time. So um, my legs are feeling great. You know, we worked really hard on getting asymmetry back. So both legs are feeling equally strong. And, um, you know, it's translating to route running and getting off the line and blocking ability. And I'm uh, just really excited to keep continuing. There's a lot of time left, a lot of time to chase and get better and um, get prepared for this big
0: season we're about to have. Disley did play all 16 games last season, but he said he was playing a little awkwardly.
3: No, I wouldn't have stepped on the field if I didn't think I was ready to play. And, you know, honestly, both season, I felt like I was ready to go and, um, was fortunate to go through all last season healthy and play 16 games. But I think there was something missing for sure. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is the coordination. I think, you know, when I'm learning to run again with a new Achilles and a new knee, like there, it's, it takes a lot of time to get that trust in your knee back. And we did a great job running and cutting and feeling good, but there is a coordination aspect to this game that people don't understand, you know, turning your body, making, you know, tough catches. And so all that has kind of come into fruition, you know, running routes this season and catching, you know, unique throws and different running drills and footwork drills and getting off the line. and. Um, I guess maybe I didn't realize what all that took last year, and so we're excited to put that into play this year.
0: Will also spoke about the changes the Seahawks will be making under new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron.
3: I mean, I think I would be remiss to say that we're not going to run the football. You know, that's kind of my my go-to and my passion, and you know, Pete Carroll obviously preaches to you guys quite a bit that we're going to run the football, and uh, so there's a lot of carryover in that. You know, we take a tremendous amount of pride in coming out and being dominant on the run game, but um, there is some newness. There is some... Uh, some of that Shane offense that you guys will see. I don't want to give anything away for the newness that uh, you guys will see on Sundays, but uh, you're going to see a lot more style, um, a lot more, you know, explosiveness and, you know, maybe some quick game here or there that you might not have seen in the previous
0: past, but we're just going to take what the defense gives us and go and try and put as many points on the board as we can. A part of this offense is building a rapport with his new tight end teammate, which Disley was able to do over the summer.
3: Oh, it was great. It was great to get down with Russ. You know, we were able to get, you know, Gerald and Colby and some of the other tight ends down there and, uh, get to work that's just valuable time in this offseason it's nice to get that individual attention I think um, you know one thing with this OTA is there's a lot going on and we're getting a lot of great reps with the team and stuff but it's a great time to get with Russ and connect and see how he sees the routes and see what he wants it to look like and get that timing and that feel and it also just spend quality time you know this is a team that is built off relationships and um, there's a big bond that's being built and it's going to be a big run and you um, You know, it's going to start with three and it's going to it's going to continue with us in the tight end room making plays for him.
0: That does it for today's show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for producing this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. You can find his work up at FieldGoals.com. While you're there, you can check out Mookie Alexander's article focusing on the hype around the new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. And Willie Keeler has an article about some of the COVID protocols that were released here this week ahead of training camp and preseason. So if you want to have a look at those, those are up at fieldgoals.com. I'll have more coming your way as we have press conferences from day two and day three coming later on. Also going to be doing a live show via Spotify's Green Room. It was formerly Locker Room. So if you have been following us and listening via Locker Room, be sure you download the updated app, Spotify's Green Room. We will be talking there live. We'll be going over the top three defensive backs looking at corners, safety, and we're going to also move over to special teams units. So if you want to join in the chat, that's going to be live on Spotify's Green Room. You can search for me there, Brandon Schultz. And if you want to listen to more Seahawks talk, there will be a new episode of the Seahawkers podcast coming out on Friday. Watch for that too, seahawkerspodcast.com. You can subscribe to that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this show, sbnation.com slash podcasts. Be sure you're following along so you never miss an episode a lot more to come and until then go hawks